0: On today's show, are the Philadelphia 76ers back? Should we consider them title contenders again? Then we'll talk about Damian Lillard dropping 60, Steph Curry getting ejected, but the Warriors get the win. Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And... Welcome, you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where we listen every day. We appreciate it. Help us grow the show. Comment on the YouTube section. Who are your two stars of the night? You got some choices. You got some choices. You have Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis making his return, Rui Hachimura making his debut for the Lakers, let us know who your two stars are, the refs and the uh, and the Warriors and Grizzlies game. Lots, lots of options. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduelcom lockdown today to get started. And joining me, as always on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls, what you got for me Pat the designer.
2: Somewhere the Memphis Grizzlies just missed another free throw to put them up three.
0: Oh, the pain! The pain. The pain in it. Go listen to Lockdown Grizzlies if you want to hear the positive spin on that. (laughs) I don't think you're getting it from us today. Today's episode, we will get into the Sixers win against the the hated, the loathed Ben Simmons Uh, and the, the Brooklyn Nets. Are the Sixers back? We'll talk about that. Talk about the Warriors getting the last laugh against the, we're fine with the West Memphis Grizzlies. And then we'll talk about Damian Lillard. And his 60-point game before we get into our favorite game every single week. Count it up. Where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including our all-star starters. All right, let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. They get a win, 137 to 133. The scoring in the NBA, it's, it's every its every night. <laughs> it's, it's, it's every night. No Kevin Durant for the the Nets, but they're fully healthy pretty much other than that. And this is the first time that Ben Simmons... uh. James Harden, Joel Embiid have all been on the court at the same time in Philadelphia. And the booze were just raining down hard. Anytime Ben Simmons got the ball at any point in this game, uh, four techs in the first in the first quarter in this game. 40 points scored by both teams. The first time this season, 40 points have been scored by two teams in a first quarter. Um, in the middle, KD tweeted, damn, I missed. I missed trash talking with Joel Embiid and Montrez Harrell. So he was tweeting that it out during the first quarter. It was just this like, all right, everybody, nowhere to hide for Ben Simmons. No defense, no love lost between these two, even though they try to downplay the rivalry. They're calling it rivalry week in the NBA. And this one showed it.
2: Can can we uh can we give credit to the Philly fans for keeping that energy for an entire <laughs> game like they didn't miss a beat it'd be <laughs> like ben simmons has the ball you know you think like somebody'd be like oh wait it's ben now we got a boo boo like i'm talking about ball in the air heading to their hands <laughs> Boos are raining down philly fans were on point in this one no i i thought that this was a really really intense game dog you felt it from the word go and i yeah. think that the refs were kind of trying they- they- some of the text right we mean you have t- we talked about it a little weak I think they were trying to keep this one from getting too out of control because they know uh what uh what it can turn into when Joel Embiid's throwing the degeneration X out there at you. you know what I mean uh, it was uh but I, from a basketball sense, right? I mean, this was probably one of the most exciting games of the night just because of how back and forth it was. How the the other guys had to step up for Brooklyn to make this game intense, right? How how Philly got a real show out of Tyrese Maxey right like you you look at the stat line and you're like this guy isn't even a part of the like the the three way uh, uh uh beef that's going on here between curry Ky- I'm, I'm sorry between uh, uh harden uh kyrie and kd and <laughs> And then he's going and, off and tonight, and and Simmons doing their
0: thing, like going and back Bede's and forth. Just,
2: and Beed's just in the back adding salt. I just love that. <laughs> he sprinkles some on there. <laughs> uh,
0: bringing another term to the, to uh, bringing another meaning to X. Going give it to you. Joel, it was Joel and B, was Joel and B tonight. Um, so first quarter, both teams scoring. Second quarter. Sixers bench power them to a ten point lead. Maxi, like you were talking about, was kind of doing his thing. Twenty seven points for him in this game. It's just been incredible to watch him just be like, "Hey, I can just score whenever, whenever you guys need me to. I'm here." Just like break glass in case of emergency. Third quarter, Sixers build it up to a sixteen point lead. That's when you get to Joel Embiid and one the DX chop to the to the groin that he did several several times. K- KD tweeted that it was a, a corny celebration, and then fourth quarter. Sixers are Sixers are riding high. It's, it's like 16 point lead. They're feeling good. Brooklyn ties it with 4 minutes to go. Brooklyn does not back down. This team like, led by Kyrie Irving with just some of these guys. It, it almost feels like Brooklyn has done what the Clippers wanted to do a couple years ago, the like streetlights over spotlights, the the blue collar over gold swag, like whatever, whatever yeah. thing that they're doing. It feels like Brooklyn is actually that Brooklyn's the team that will, they'll stay in it. They're not going to get like, they had all that drama over the off season and they just stuck with it. And they cut it to, uh they tie it with four minutes to go. Philly was just cold. They didn't score a field goal for about five minutes in the fourth quarter. Curry had 10 points in the fourth. Kyrie had a shot. Uh, late and it just it just wasn't enough. The Sixers ended up getting the win in this one. But uh, let's talk about the Sixers. Do the Sixers deserve to be in the top tier now? Should we consider them with Boston and Milwaukee up there in the East as one of the contenders? I think the
2: question with Philly always kind of was the same thing, right? Who's going to be the the person to step up? Who's going to be among the other guys, right? Because you, you wanted that to be Tobias Harris, but in all honesty, right, sometimes they just don't give him the ball enough. Um, or they, they, they kind of relegate him to that spot-up shooter role, right? But when you look at it now and you see uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey, how he's stepping up, right, I think he – turns that team into a different level of team with the consistency that he's been able to provide to that team. I think when you look at him uh, next to James Harden and how they've kind of been able to play off of each other, right? And and just how he's kind of been able to accept the different roles that Philly's put him in. I, I think that that's a difference maker. You know what Joel Embiid's going to bring, right? James Harden's still, is he the same James Harden from Houston? No, but I think that actually works a little bit more. Right. It works more in Philly's favor. And you had to figure out, okay, who were, who were going to be the other guys on this team that were going to take this team from just being Joel Embiid and the rest of the boys to the Philadelphia 76ers are a nice team. And I think you're starting to see that play out.
0: I'm not ready in January. January 26, 2023, year of our, year of our basketball lords. I'm not ready to put the Sixers in as a contender. They're just not to me. It, I, I have to see it. This is one of those where you say, all right, we have and Bede, who's been fine in the playoffs hasn't really had a run yet. Harden who's been terrible in closing games, had some had yep. some runs, been terrible in closeout games. Doc Rivers who has coached teams that have blown leads that you and I could have coached them to, to wins in it seems like up 3-1 and and all that on all that I just I just can't buy them yet. I, it's I cannot buy. They have all the answers. All the yeah. things you said were correct. They have so many different ways they can beat you. They have Joel Embiid who's been incredible. Second MVP the last 2 years. They have James Harden playing and distributing the way he is. Tyrese Maxey is a scorer. They've got a bench. They've got, you know, Tobias Harris as a wild card that can do things. They've got all that stuff. I just can't buy into them as contenders. Not with Boston, and I still think Milwaukee's up there. When Milwaukee gets all healthy, I think they'll be right up there too. With I believe in Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, and I believe in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart more than I believe in Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. Right in a playoff series, like that—that's where it is to me. That's where I, I, I line these guys up, and I'm like, I just can't with Philly yet. And, uh, and, it, and it won't until the playoffs, right? Like yeah. watching that Suns team last year be as good as they were in the regular season and go get destroyed in game seven broke my brain to the regular season, I think. I just can't – I can't believe – like I will not believe a team in the regular season, even if this team was – the Sixers team was 10 games better than Boston and Milwaukee. I'm just not there yet.
2: I, I think I think the thing that you said, right, hit it on the head, it's about – who are the guys that you had, right? And last year, you really looked at this Philly team and you were just like, all right, it's Embiid. And then when Embiid got hurt, you were like, well, they're done. Like, we were impressed that they yeah. made it through the Toronto series, right? right? I don't think that this is the same thing this year, right? I, I, th- I think that while, yes, a lot of those same factors are there, I think that the team is playing a little bit Differently, where yes, it is heavily on Embiid, right? You have to. Jo- Joel Embiid is going to be the focal point of this team, no matter what. At the end of the day, but when Joel Embiid's off, when Joel Embiid's down, who are going to be the guys that are be able to step up? And I'll say this: Tobias Harris has been able to fill that role in a in more of a different way this season, right? Where Joel Embiid's off, I right, just give me the ball. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna attack the rim. I'm gonna get down here. I'm gonna be able to make plays. And Tyrese Maxi, I think that there's just enough of like an understanding of people's role this year, where it's not going to be right now. We look to James Harden to become the score because that's what it turned into in the playoffs last year. All right, James, we traded for you. What are you gonna do? Well, they're, I so think- they're not
0: gonna do that now. It's just, it's gonna be like all right. It's gonna come. It's kind of come down to that again. It's gonna come down to Harden or Embiid because they're, yeah. they're not gonna turn to Maxi. They're not gonna turn to. To Tobias Harris, it's gonna be those two guys, and that's what I just—that's where I just can't believe in them yet. So let me know if I'm, let me know if you're a Sixers fan and you think that's ridiculous and why I'm wrong. Coming up, let's get into how the Golden State Warriors beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis loses for the first—Memphis loses one game in like I don't know, 30 days or whatever, whatever. But this one came down to the wire. Why did Steph get ejected? All that stuff. We'll talk about that next. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. The Bengals are in the AFC Championship game, which I love. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today. Get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. with your Place your first $5 bet. You can get that. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. MVP odds. Jokic, number one, minus 130. The boy Luka Doncic, plus 450, he's next. Jason Tatum, plus 850. All Joel Embiid tied with him at plus 850. Giannis, plus 1,400. Ja Morant, plus 3,000. That's your top six in MVP. Uh, if you had to place a long shot bet, who are you going with?
2: Uh, I'd, I'd probably go Ja Morant because of the excitement around him. But nobody's beating Jokic. Jokic is just Jokic in out here, dog. Like, Luca can have the greatest season of all time, and then you're still going to be like, what's what's that big guy over there doing? What's he
0: doing? <laughs> is he like, like 50, 40, 90? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here with these stats. Uh, go check it out. It's FanDuel, uh, fanduel.com slash locked on.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, Pat. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies. We saw this Grizzlies team. All kinds of talk. All kinds of of uh, we're fine in the West. This has been a rivalry that's gone back. This has become a heated rivalry. One of the ones where we just hear a lot off the court and all that. Um, Memphis Grizzlies lose one hundred twenty-two to one hundred and twenty. Golden State Warriors get the the final um, get the final word here. Let me walk you through this fourth quarter because it was pretty wild. This game was pretty much back and forth. Grizzlies controlling the paint like they do, controlling points off turnovers. Warriors turning the ball over like they do. All kinds of like it was just on brand for both teams basically <laughs> until fourth quarter. Grizzlies have a ten point lead. They are nursing that lead. The Warriors are just. Keeping in it, keeping in it. Jaron Jackson Jr. fouls out with two minutes and 30 seconds left. That's the, uh, the second time he's fouled out this season, which seems like a lot more, but it's really not. Warriors tie the game. The next possession, the very next possession after he fouls out, they tie the game. Minute 14 left. Jordan Poole throws up a shot, a deep shot. Steph Curry did not want him to throw this shot up. He gets so frustrated and so mad, takes his mouthpiece as he does, chucks it down the court, so furious. And immediately ejected. That's an immediate ejection. You throw something off the court into the stance, immediate ejection. And it's happened to Steph Curry three times in his career. The only three times he's ever been ejected. Tonight against Memphis, 2017 against Memphis, 2016 in the finals, game six. And uh, it's all been for throwing his mouthpiece. Every every single one of his ejections have been for throwing his mouthpiece. Minute left, right after Steph Curry gets ejected. Ja scores his first points in the fourth quarter. Golden State has been doubling him at every turn. He finally scores in the fourth quarter. 46 seconds left. Warriors get two offensive rebounds in a row. Klay travels on that one, their 20-second turnover. They trade free throws back and forth. Klay Thompson hits a really, really clutch shot. Ja Morant gets doubled on the next play. Dishes over to Clark. He dunks it. Tie game. Golden State Warriors inbound it. No one to defend the rim because Jaron Jackson Jr.'s fouled out. Jordan Poole gets the inbound pass from Dante DiVincenzo. Scores on a layup. Warriors get the win. Last laugh for the Warriors. What is it about this rivalry and about what the Warriors did tonight? It,
2: the one thing that I've noticed, right, when when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies, playing against just about a lot of the teams that they talk the most trash against, right? The teams West. The entire that they kind West. Of, well, I, I, you know the teams that they like to go at a little bit more than others, right? You know what I mean? Like the Lakers is one, the the, the Warriors is one, right? The thing that I notice in those games is that in those games, they focus a lot more on the rivalry than they do on the little things that actually come away with sometimes getting you to win. Tonight, the free throw shooting, atrocious. Always been that. Atrocious. Uh, and, and the thing is, right, how do you lose the game? Fall asleep on a backdoor cut. Yep. right under the bucket like hey they got to they can literally only go to the bucket in this situation unless you're gonna let them pop out for a deep three-pointer you have to be able to pay attention to the little things the Grizzlies have played great this season right it's not it's not a slight to them it's not saying that they're that um they're they're playing bad to this point because of this loss to the Warriors not at all but oh. the thing for me is that like When you look at the team and you think playoffs, because that's what we're really thinking with this team, right? We're thinking, how is this going to pan out in the playoffs? For you to get to the Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, where you're not worried about the West – You got to be able to do those little things. You got to be able to get in those moments where you're, you're able to knock down your free throws. I mean, John Moran at one point was like three for nine on the day from the free throw line. And literally those are the points that get you this win. Those little things make such a difference at the end of the season. I think they'll get them tuned up. I really do like this Grizzlies team. I, I really like the direction that they're heading. I like the energy that they bring. I like the aggressiveness that they play with. Um, and honestly right like okay if you lose these situations that's fine make them count when you get to the playoffs the
0: the grizzlies like the reason one of the reasons why i i haven't believed in the grizzlies as like oh they're this juggernaut team is because of their their half-court offense they've been one of the bottom five bottom 10 half-court offense scoring teams and you saw it late in this game like is this one of those another one of these games where like you're scoring a ton of points late, 120 for both teams, and you just have to keep up the scoring. Like you just can't stop. You can't have yeah. these possessions where something just doesn't work and you just don't score. Jaws scores two points in the fourth quarter, right? Like, like <laughs> four points. In the, he got the two free throws later. He scores four yeah. points, one free, one field goal in the fourth quarter. It's got to be more than that, right? Like you you need more than that. You don't have. Guys that are step up, Dylan Brooks, he's like, I'll take all those, all the fourth quarter shots. He goes one of four in this game. You get Brandon Clark that finishes a couple of buckets because Jaw was getting doubled a lot. Um, uh, but you got to have plans for that, right? You got to figure out how to score in the half court if Jaw's just going to get doubled. That can't be the thing that just takes you out of your offense, especially if it's one of these games where we just got to outscore the other team, right? That, that, that becomes the play at that point. Um, yeah, incredible game for for the Warriors. Even with Steph getting the ejection, Jordan Poole gets the final shot. He gets the final word. Uh, great cl- clutch play from Clay Thompson. Like this Warriors team is still sticking around, man. Like I still, I still feel like they can just turn on something and eventually, like they'll <laughs> they'll just make it right. They'll they'll be around. They'll win a play in. They'll win the the first round. And like all of a sudden, you'll be like, oh, the Warriors are back. Um, but l- let's talk about Damian Lillard though, because because we have to get to him. Damian Lillard drops 60. 60 points and a win. Finally get a win in a Damian Damian Lillard 60 point against the Utah Jazz. Um, 134 to 124. Again, these games. 120 is just like the new 100 points now in the NBA. Damian Lillard, 60 points. 21 of 29 shooting. 9 of 15 from from three. 9 of 10 from the free throw line. Damian Lillard is now uh, one of two other players or three players now total, that have scored 60 points on less than than 30 shots. Lillard tonight, Carl Malone back in 1990 did it in 26 shots, and that 2019 James Harden game where he did it in 24 shots. One of the most efficient games I've ever seen, and just he didn't force stuff. It was everything given to him. They played drop defense early, and Colin Sexton and Jared Vanderbilt just got their lunch eaten so many times by Damian Lillard in so many different ways.
2: Dog, it's funny, right? Because uh, when I was watching the game, I had the I had the uh, Blazers game on like TV too, kind of off to the side. I swear, I was like, "Dog!" Every time I look at the TV, Damian Lillard scores. Like, is he scoring (laughs) that efficiently, or? is it just my timing on that and then i literally looked i was like how is he well, how is he doing it like you must have looked up is,
0: 21 times because that's exactly
2: how he feels. Bro, le- bro legitimately every time i looked at the tv i was like damian Little scored again like how many and then it, it wasn't until like cuz you're not focusing all the way on yeah. it like you're watching it but not focusing all the way on it it, it wasn't until you texted me and you were like has 60
1: and I was oh, like, yeah. no, I, I what, said, what is I going you, on? I
2: said, he
0: has 50 with nine minutes left.
2: <laughs> he has 50 with nine minutes Ooh. left. And I was like, You're he like, has what? Wait, what? He is what? And so then I switched it over. But I, I thought that the interesting thing, and, and it's always the interesting thing around Damian Lillard with me, is that there are just moments where he reminds you, if I really want to just take over this game, there's nothing you can do about it. There's no player you can throw at me that's really going to slow you down. And it's just, it, I, I think it's another reason why everybody looks at Dame and they're just like, bro, I know you love Portland, <laughs> but but please go to a team that will help you win a ring.
0: Please. <laughs> uh, Damian Lillard now joins Michael Jordan and James Harden for four 60-point games. The only players with multiple 60-point games, Wilt of course, 32 game 32 games, which is insane. Kobe had 6 games of 60 points. Jordan Harden and Lillard have 4. That's insane.
2: <laughs> w- wilt 32. What? What? He's got, he's, anytime, anytime a Wilt stat is read, I immediately stop. Because I'm just like, what sport was he playing, bro? Like. Here,
0: so 60 point. I looked this up. 60 point games by decade. Because I was like, there's been a bunch of 60 point <laughs> games scored recently. Since 2020. So just the last like three years. Honestly, like yeah. two years and some change. With the bubble, yeah. the, the league suspended in 2020. Like all that. They've We've had 10 so far in the last three years. 10 60 point games in the 2010s, so 2010 to 2019, there are 11. <laughs> like the whole de- the whole decade. In the 2000s, 2000 to 2009, nine. Yeah. We've had 3 already in, in or we've had 10 already in 3 years. Uh in yeah. in the entirety of the 90s, there's 5. <laughs> 5 60, yep. Entirety of the 80s, there was 4 60 point games. Entirety of the 70s, 4. Entirety of the 60s, 35. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's well wilt. that's well wilt right it's, it's just wilt. <laughs>
0: just well just well uh, what's going on in the 60s well well <laughs> <laughs> but we we are on a run right now we, we may be able to catch it we may be able to catch the 60s collectively collectively, collectively the nba may be able to catch 60. the number of 60 point games because we've had 10 in just three in a three-year period so far so Damian Lillard, another 60 point game gets the win for the blazers a much-needed win for them And, uh, yeah, Damian Lillard, great work, crazy efficient. Coming up, let's play where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA this week, including we'll pick our all-star starters, Brandon Ingram returns, who are the scariest teams in the West? Jimmy Butler makes a fan's day, but should he have? We'll talk about that coming up.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama.
0: Where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including the All Star starters are going to be announced today on Thursday, January twenty sixth. If you're listening to this, let's make our picks. Count it up. Let's make our picks for the All Star. Let's start. Let's start with the West. My backcourt is Luca and Steph. I think that's pretty easy. They're the top two vote getters. Fifty yeah. percent of this comes from fan voting. Twenty five percent from the from the media. Twenty five percent from players. The front court a little bit more difficult. I'm going Jokic, that's the easy one. LeBron, that's gonna be the easy one. I'm gonna pick Sabonis for mine. I think it's gonna be Zion, though.
2: <sighs> that's that's not bad. We're we're not far off either. Uh I have in my backcourt, I, I think you have to go Steph and Luca. Um. Yep, they, they're. they They're just. That's it. Same. I mean, it, it's. It, it, there's moments, even with how bad the. I. I. I said this with how bad the Warriors have played at times. And the Mavs. You have to. You have to kind of remind yourself, just like. That dude's really freaking good.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's going on up there? It's the same story for both these teams, for both Luca and Steph.
2: Uh. And then. Uh. My front court. <sighs> I, I am with you on Jokic. You're going Zion. Zion's an interesting
0: one. No, I pick I beg. Jokic, LeBron, Sabonis. I th- oh, Sabonis, so but you think I it'll think be Zion? I think Zion's going to get it, but. Because he's, he's, go... he's up there in fan voting. I think that he'll just have enough, like, you know, second, I'm gonna, third. <laughs>
2: I, I'm going to surprise you. I don't know. He probably won't, but the person that I think should be, so I'm going to go with my should. I'm going to go Jokic. I'm going to go LeBron, and neither, you know what? Shout out to the me. former Chicago Bull. Lowry Markinen should absolutely be wow. a starter with what he's done this season. He wow. should absolutely be a starter in are, the Western Conference. Are you somebody
0: that takes into account team record as like, all right, this team is one of the top teams, so they should have an all-star. They should have a starter.
2: Cause uh, I, like, to an, ex- cause to like, an extent, right, but it's also, to me, it's based on, right, like, what were the expectations of the team, and what is the team actually doing? Yeah. Um, everybody pretty much except me, and even my expectations weren't, they're going to be, we're going to be talking about them having an all-star starter, but it, I, this Jazz team is not a team that you can sleep on. <laughs> And that was something that we thought a lot of people thought coming into the season. Except David Locke,
0: we had the we had the lockdown NBA preview of the season, and David Locke came on there. I put them, I I decided the groups, and I put them, I put him in the tanking group. I put the Jazz in the tanking group because they had made those two trades. And he and goes on like, what there. Am I doing here? He walks in literally. He walks in and goes, "This is a play in team. <laughs> they're t- they're tenth in the West right now." Like <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, I think, yeah, Sabonis is mine. Lowry Markins is a really interesting pick. I think it's going to end up being Zion because of player vote, of fan vote, and all that. Eastern Conference. Now, how
2: how does this all work with the, with the draft happening right before? Like, are they going to oh, draft gonna, the guy I love it. that
0: should be in? I do love it. I'm not going
2: to oh, lie. I really it. do love I'm it. with it. But are they going to draft the guy that should be in, but then also draft the guy that can actually play? Because that's going to be. You know what I mean? Well, they got to draft the start. They're
0: still going to draft the starters first, right? They'll draft yeah, yeah, from that pool first, and then they'll go through the reserves. But
2: true, true, true.
0: Eastern Conference, um, the front court is impossible—like literally impossible. I'm just going. I'm going Tatum, Giannis, Durant. I'm leaving Embiid off. Call me one of the media haters of, of Embiid. I, I just think that, God, yeah, Tatum's a, T- Tatum's a lock. Giannis is a lock. It comes down to Durant and Embiid for me, and that's. Such a dumb sentence, but I'm going with Durant over Embiid. I'm
2: going to go opposite you, and it's really, really freaking tough to do. You pick any of those guys.
0: <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> opposite you. First off. I
0: got DeRozan. Uh,
2: I got- <laughs> my, my top three, Dylon, 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 Dylon. If you get that, you're amazing. Uh, no. Let's uh <laughs> didn't watch a lot of Dave Chappelle's show growing up. Did uh, you? Not enough. Not enough.
0: <laughs> uh, Game my, blouses my, on that one.
2: My <laughs> front court starters <laughs> in this one. I'm gonna go Jason Tatum. I am gonna go Kevin Durant, even though he's gonna have the injury. I don't know who I think Embiid gets into the starting. I'm sorry. I think uh you could go somebody else in the starting lineup in that situation. I do have Embiid getting in and I'm leaving Giannis off of the starters for the front court wow. right now. Embiid, uh, is just at,
0: because, Embiid is at 35 games. Ke- Kevin Durant's at 39 games. Giannis is at 37. Yeah. So the games played thing doesn't doesn't matter in this debate at it all. Doesn't
2: doesn't play in much. I think the thing is, right, all three of them are playing at a ridiculously high level yeah, right very. now. And Giannis just right now is kind of – a little bit the percentage wise you know, is right he's only a little bit short He's only
0: 31 12 and 5 still phenomenal
2: <laughs> yeah like it's it's not like I'm sliding him on it's like literally <laughs> no. it's just like uh you you didn't play as well as Kevin Durant did the other day <laughs> you know what I mean like it's it's kind of one of those so um I would I that would be my front court and then for my back court uh I would go Jalen Brown and I will eat very much crow wow. on this one uh, Donovan Mitchell is a starter in the East. I will eat crow on that.
0: That's a pass take that you had, I'm assuming.
2: Uh, I just, I just said that, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, uh, and, uh, Darius Garland would not gel together right away, but that, that, that was wrong. I was wrong. Well, he, I was wrong. On they that.
0: didn't need him to, he was so, he was so good. They didn't need him to, um, I'm going Donovan Mitchell as well, for sure. I think Kyrie gets it. I'm not mad at that. I think Kyrie, I think Kyrie that. gets it. Your options are what are your, your options are Trey Young, Jalen Brown, Kyrie, like DeRozan, Brunson? Like it's really falls off a cliff. Like Harden, I guess. It's really falls off a cliff at that point. So you're trying to just decide between I think Kyrie's been really good. That's and, how I feel about the front. Court. He's 100 gonna get the player vote. He's already got the fan vote. Like I think that's who is gonna end up being the starter.
2: That's how I feel about the front court. I'm like, when I'm looking at the All Star votes, I'm like, all right, it's Giannis for sure. Like, yeah, I, I could go Giannis and Bead here. And it's like,
0: Bam Adebayo, that's that's I next. Know. That's what's next. <laughs> uh, gotta work on that. Vooch, come on. Brandon Ingram returns for the Pelicans. That that team is just stacked. They lose their game tonight against the 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 Wolves, but count it up. Who are the five scariest teams in the West? You're going up against a playoff series. Who who are your five scariest teams? I'll let you make your list while I go over mine. Go ahead. Number one, I'm going the Nuggets. I just think with Jokic playing the way he is, you know Jamal Murray can go off in a playoff series. Hopefully he's right by the by the end. You have the, the wild card of Michael Porter Jr. too. You got more defensive help with Gordon and KCP, Bruce Brown. It's not Helped so far, but they're winning. They're winning games. <laughs> I just I believe in that team. They're, they're the scariest team. I'm I'm most scared of that team because who's going to guard Jokic in any given moment? No, no one. Number two, I made this list before the end of this game tonight. I'm going the Warriors. I'm I'm going the Warriors as the scariest team. If you're if you're matched up against a, another team, you're looking across the aisle at another team and saying, "All right, we're playing you." I'm most scared of the Warriors more than the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. The Kings, like I'm more scared of that team than I would be of the yeah. others. Grizzlies three, it's like they're right behind. I mean, they didn't like slight them so far. Clippers number four, Pelicans five. That's my five. the uh, the The Pelicans, if they're healthy with Zion, Ingram, CJ McConnell, they just have so many different answers for you. Mavs, fall so gri- Mavs would be six for me, but they fall they fall out of the top five because. Lucas insane but the rest of the team I'm just not worried about if I'm another team.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm going to go uh Denver one as well. Yeah. Um wild card for me being Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Uh, the the season, season that he's had this year, the 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 way he's come out, right? Like he he has turned himself into to me, right? The legit probably number two Two maybe number three piece on that team, but he wasn't supposed to be that, right? That was supposed to be Jamal Murray or, uh, they, and or Michael Porter Jr. He gave
0: up enough for him though. He's going mean? to be something.
2: Uh, two for me would be the Memphis Grizzlies because of uh, their ability to to run up and down the court and just run you out of a building at times. You don't run. In the um, you don't run in the
0: playoffs. Uh,
2: you 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 're gonna have to keep up with John ja Morant a little bit you know what I mean like it's it's, it's not just it's not you're not gonna force him into a half court set every play up and down the court um three for me is the New Orleans Pelicans right because wow. they they are a team that is stacked that is loaded and I I keep saying this if Zion Williamson is on the court that is a piece that no one has figured out no way like wow. it's just like okay we we know he's down there we can stop him so go stop him we can't <laughs> you know, uh, number four for me would be the Clippers. Uh, I just, they're, they're dangerous and scary, but I feel like, right, the scary part is kind of like, which Clippers team are you going to get as well, right? Like, if, yeah. if you get the team that's Health. all clicking
0: at once. Health for the Clippers and Pelicans is insane.
2: And and even, it, and I, I think that the, the weird part about it is more with the Clippers, right? Like, if Kawhi Leonard's out, you're still, you, you kind of have that feeling like, all right, we've seen PG do this by himself. Like, yeah. I, I still feel pretty good about that. And then uh, five for me.
0: So you haven't mentioned the Warriors.
2: I'm probably going to go with the Warriors at five. Um, I, you're in
0: a playoff there's, series. You, you're less, there's you're, always that fear of losing. You're more of scared losing. of the Pelicans than the Warriors. What? Listen to me it, being a, a Warriors apologist today. <laughs> Good Lord.
2: I, I, I think here's the thing, right? Um, the Warriors are dealing with some things that you saw tonight, right? Like that you saw where... Jordan Poole's kind of taking this step up in a role. And at times, it has seen multiple times this season that the team around him is kind of like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, there, there's a pecking order here. We go through Steph, we play through Dre, and then everybody else gets theirs off of that. It seems like they're going through that changing of the guard, but it's been a little bit more rocky. Um, I just want to see them get their game together and go once they get on a run, right? That could change immediately. But we haven't seen that. And there's been a lot of times where they've been like, all right, Jordan, it's your turn. Go ahead. (laughs) And he hasn't gotten the job done. So I think there's a little bit of back and forth happening with the Warriors. And I kind of want to see how that plays
0: out. Let us know in the comment section below who are your two stars of the night. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, being part of the show. Go listen to Locked On Bulls with Pat and Hayes. Go listen to Locked On Mavs with me and Isaac. Go listen to Locked On NBA game to game. On this feed, wherever you're listening to this, Locked On NBA game to game is us breaking down these games every single night and uh, giving you the local expert analysis from there. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA.
1: Bye-bye. Boom! Hey, Prime members.